Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Saturday, December 2nd. Happy Saturday. We are making our way through the book of Mark. In fact, today is our final day in this gospel. And then we'll read Psalm 94. This is actually the last day of this Project 119 podcast leaflet. Tomorrow, we will start the Advent devotional guide. I can't wait for you to hear the different ministers read the scriptures to you and talk about the scriptures through devotions. I think you're going to love it. And that will go on until the early part of January. And then we'll get back into the rhythm of reading through a gospel and the Psalms. So we're in Psalm 94 today, and in January we'll pick up with Psalm 95. Mark chapter 16. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome purchased sweet-smelling spices so that they might go and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen And they were saying to one another, Who will roll back the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, though it was extremely large. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right, wearing a long, stately, white robe. And they were amazed and bewildered. And he said to them, Do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See, here is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you. They went out and fled from the tomb, for they were seized with trembling and astonishment. And they said nothing about it to anyone because they were afraid. Beginning with verse 9 through 20, we see that this is a later addition to the manuscripts. The earliest manuscripts do not have these words. Now Jesus, having risen from death early on the first day of the week, appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and reported it to those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe it. After that, he appeared in a different form to two of them as they were walking along the way to the country. They returned to Jerusalem and told the others, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven disciples themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he called them to account for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen from death. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed in me and has been baptized will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment. But he who has not believed will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. 
They will pick up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will get well. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord was working with them and confirming the word by the signs that followed. We don't have time today to discuss fully the different endings in Mark, but there is a great article on the Bible Project website called The Missing End to Mark's Gospel. And there you read about perhaps what is happening, what is going on with the different endings. One of the things they said I wanted to make note of, the women's response of incomprehension and fear and disobedience seems unfortunate, but perhaps this is actually a subtle encouragement to us. The early church had a practice of reading the Gospels aloud. Imagine yourself hearing the abrupt conclusion decades later in an ever-expanding room full of Jesus' followers. Just by standing in the room, you would have known that the Gospel had overcome the women's failure. Despite your doubts, maybe you too could step forward in obedience to the Gospel, just as these women must have. All right, let's move on over to the Psalms. Today we're in Psalm 94. The Lord implored to avenge his people. O Lord God, you to whom vengeance belongs, O God, you to whom vengeance belongs, shine forth in judgment. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Give to the proud a fitting compensation. O Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked rejoice in triumph? They pour out words, speaking arrogant things. All who do evil boast proudly. They crush your people, O Lord, and afflict and abuse your heritage. They kill the widow and the alien and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob, Israel, notice it. Consider thoughtfully. You senseless, stupid ones among the people, and you dull-minded fools, when will you become wise and understand? He who made the ears, does he not hear? He who formed the eyes, does he not see? He who instructs the nations, does he not rebuke and punish? He who teaches man knowledge, the Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are a mere breath, vain, empty, futile. Blessed with wisdom and prosperity is the man whom you discipline and instruct, O Lord, and whom you teach from your law, that you may grant him power to calm himself and find peace in the days of adversity until the pit is dug for the wicked and ungodly. For the Lord will not abandon his people nor will he abandon his inheritance. For judgment will again be righteous, and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will stand up for me against the evildoers? Who will take a stand for me against those who do wickedness? If the Lord had not been my help, I would soon have dwelt in the land of silence. If I say my foot has slipped, your compassion and loving kindness, O Lord, will hold me up. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your comforts delight me. 
Can a throne of destruction be allied with you, one who frames and devises mischief by decree under the sacred name of law? They band themselves together, the life of the righteous, and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my high tower and defense, and my God the rock of my refuge. He has turned back their own wickedness upon them and will destroy them by means of their own evil. The Lord our God will wipe them out. Thank you for listening along as we read God's Word together. What a way to end this particular iteration of our reading God with those words, the hopeful message that the Lord will defeat the evil one and that He will wipe them out. I love part of the psalm. I want us just to pray these words together. Um, Let me look back at verse 17. If the Lord had not been my help, I would soon have dwelt in the land of silence. Oh, Lord, we need you to be our help. Here's some of the characteristics of the Lord that we can cling to today. Your compassion and loving kindness, oh, Lord, they hold us up. I identify with verse 19. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your comfort delights me. Lord, would you take my anxious thoughts, throw them out the window, and comfort me with an awareness of your presence, your provision, the ways that you work, even though we have been so impacted by our culture and what is acceptable and what other people think. Lord, help us to think about what you think alone. Oh, these are such good verses. One more. Look at verse 14. For the Lord will not abandon his people, nor will he abandon his inheritance. And let us transition now to thinking about a nation for whom we will pray today. And I want to pray for Israel today. In the 2022 prayer guide of the Voice of the Martyrs, it says this. It's quite fitting to what's going on today. The decades-long conflict between the Israeli government and Palestinian authorities over the city of Jerusalem, the temple, the land, and the status of Palestinian refugees remains among the world's most volatile issues. During this conflict, both Jews and Muslims have been coming to faith in Christ despite their religion's instructions to reject Christ as Lord and Savior. And so we want to pray alongside the Christians in Israel today, and we want to pray for the Lord to be at work in the midst of this great conflict. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the women who went to the tomb and were going to anoint your body, and they saw an empty tomb. Praise be to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your word went forward into the nations. And that because people were willing to share, we too know the gospel. We pray, Lord, that you would give us an ability to share the gospel through our words and deeds, that you would make our lives attractive. We pray for the Christians in Israel today, that they would be a light in a dark place. And I don't know how to pray fully for this conflict, Lord, but we do pray for your church. And we pray for all those who are in harm's way. We ask, Lord, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done. We love you, Lord. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.